Hey guys, I just want to start off by thanking you guys so much for tuning into the very first episode of the Need to Know presented by We Roam Freely. This podcast was created to not only showcase and uplift women of color and non-binary artists, but to create a safe space to voice their opinion, give advice, take advice, and of course spread love. I'm your host Saik and on today's episode we'll be getting to know the directors of We Roam Freely, how We Roam Freely came about, and a little bit about the day-to-day working for the nonprofit. First up, we have creator and founder TA. All right, so if you could just start off by introducing yourself, introducing Rewom Freely, and just giving us, like, you know, a brief summary about it. Yeah, sure. Hi, my name is T.A. Bazzi, and I'm the founder of Rewom Freely. A little bit about Rewom Freely, it is an organization that's dedicated to showcasing and uplifting women of color creatives. Um, we've had two art shows so far with about I think it's 20 to 30 artists and they've been able to sell, showcase their work, connect with um, potential buyers one-on-one. We had live music. It was a vibe. Sayaka, a bartender for one of them, which was dope as hell. Um, We're all about creating more resources and value to artists. I think within the next few months, we're focusing more on like webinars and online events because, you know, of the pandemic. But yeah, that's, that's what we do. Thank you. Thank you. So how did you get the idea to start We Room Freely? Well, so I'm also a photographer and well, first I was contracting out my photography services. So like a lot of portraiture and stuff like that. And then I decided that I I prefer to like make the art myself and then sell it. But it felt like showcasing in the galleries. uh, First of all, it didn't, I, I felt like my work or maybe my like I didn't fit into the gallery space like what I was seeing like there was a huge barrier to entry and I just felt like it was so far away like it was so hard to reach like what do I need to showcase in a gallery so it was kind of like out of a need like for myself and so I created what I would have wanted to have what I was just starting to showcase so yeah it was kind of just like I saw a need and I created the resources for myself and I and I knew that other artists were in the same boat as I was and still am and I feel like um you know pooling our resources together can be really beneficial to the community and just like uplifting each other into this creative space yes I love that I hate when people like kind of argue for a place at like someone else's table and I'm just like go build your own right. like, the whole Vogue, Vogue challenge thing that took place in the beginning of quarantine mm-hmm. they didn't like you know showcase that many black people on the cover and I was just like why are we fighting for a sp- position in their magazine like let's just make our own like there's no need right. to fight exactly so I love that mindset I'm so big on you know I'll just do it myself <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, why not? And plus, you know, we might do it better anyways. So. I don't mean to brag, but, you know, usually it's not <laughs> Yeah. So what has been the, um, what has been the best part of We Roam Freely? Has it been the people? Has it been the experiences? Has it been connecting other people to each other and meeting them personally for yourself? Yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely say all of those things. I remember, like, the best moments truly is like in the middle of the event like after like the four months of work that we put in and organizing the art show itself just like being in that space and just looking at what we've done together as a community that is definitely like a high 
for sure. Like seeing the artists just feel proud of their work and talk to others about why and what they created. I love that so much. I love I love that moment when someone comes up to me and is like, oh, I didn't know, you know, so-and-so. And then they connect together and maybe a project is made from that. Those are like my top, top two moments, I would say for sure. Just being in like the midst of, I guess, like being in the midst of what, what we do, really, and just seeing seeing the results of it is just like such a highlight for me. That does sound like a beautiful experience. I love when two people can come together. Yeah. That they thought they would never meet, you know? It's always like, oh, wow, this has to be like nothing but pure luck or the universe or God or whoever that person believes in. That's like a really beautiful feeling. Especially because yeah. I've been like one of those people, you know? I'm like, wow, like how did I even like run into this amazing person? Yeah, and one thing that I'm noticing, like, I remember, like, when I started doing projects, the first thought was like, oh, I need to hire a so-and-so to do this, and I need to get a graphic designer, stuff like that. But literally, if you just turn around in a circle, and you look at your, um, your contact list, like, you have people that do the work that you want as a part of your project you know what I mean I just feel like New York is so big but it's also so small and we all know people who are creative who do the things that we need help with you know I do yeah that is yeah New York has really shown me what like a sense of community looks like what it should look like and what it feels like even if I'm not directly involved in it it's like still good to see other people find like you know their niche and their people and their resources and just find their way in the world yeah exactly if it's one thing that you want We Roam Freely to stand for, if some one person could take away one thing from We Roam Freely, what would you want that to be oh, as man. a whole, we not ha- just a, like an event, not just, you know, showcasing creative, like as a whole? Yeah, I feel that. We do have like a slogan on the low. And I don't know if I heard it from somewhere or whatever, because I probably, I don't know if I made it up myself, but (laughs) it's whatever that thing is, do it. Because I feel like, like when I meet people, you know, whether I was working at a coffee shop or like a desk job, I would always meet somebody and they'd have like a job. And then they have like their other thing that they're really passionate about that they like want to do full time or just like want to explore further. And I feel like we all have that thing, like whatever it is inside. And I just want people to really, you know, take a leap of faith in themselves and do that thing because it brings a lot of joy and it brings a lot of fulfillment. And I feel like maybe if you're living your life day to day and you feel unfulfilled or you feel like something's missing, I think it's because we're not like feeding our souls. And art, well, for me, it could be anything really, but art feeds my soul and I feel like it feeds a lot of other people's souls so like really really do that thing you know what I mean like really do that thing 100% give it all you got because you know we we really out here like just have one life like who knows what's gonna happen tomorrow like get that shit done do it you know (laughs) yeah I'm talking about it do it you are really big on that and I'm just like wow like you're you're really you inspire me I'm like wow you really just say you're gonna do something and it just happens I'm like, that's like, that is how all of our lives could be if we, no, I'm not saying like some people, um, it's not all just like a mental thing. Like a lot of other barriers do come into play with that. Right. But for the most part, I think a lot of us are more gifted and privileged than we notice that we recognize. And we kind of like let that go to waste or we kind of like let the world shy us away from it. Right. And sometimes I think like, 
just to be completely transparent because I feel like you know you are my friend and I feel like when we have conversations like I'm just like 100% honest and I want people to to feel that when I'm when I'm speaking too but I feel like sometimes when we say we're gonna do things we feel like saying it is doing it you know what I mean like if you're like Mm, that's a good one yeah like oh I'm gonna open a business I'm gonna do that this and third and when you tell someone you think that you're doing it like you think that because you've put it out there you're like a step closer to it but I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case and I think that like actions definitely speak louder than words yeah just don't caught don't get caught up in like telling people like your 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 plans I would say do it you know what I mean if you really want to open up an online business do it stop talking about it that is free game right there. That is definitely yeah. free game, especially like with this whole manifest culture that we have. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, I don't believe in manifestation or prayers or, you right. know, whatever you do put into the universe to get out of it. But I remember one time mm-hmm. someone was just telling me, like, you know, prayers without works is dead. So I always mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'll pray about it. And they are just like, they look at me and said, you say you pray about everything. Like, what do you mm-hmm. do after you pray about it? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, wait for God to tell me or something. Like, you're right. What mm-hmm. do I do? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, you know, I also used to do that too. But I think like, you have to be so tired of, well, th- this is me talking about myself and like how I operate. But like, I was so tired of my life just being like this boring. It was boring, yo. It was so boring. Before I was doing photography, it was so boring. And you have to like want to get out of that boring thing more than like your fear of trying the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I'm 100% behind that. I definitely feel like you won't, like, it takes a lot for you to move. Like, you have to be really uncomfortable. Like, when I decided to move to New York City, I felt Mm. like, I felt too, my clothes didn't fit because I, like, lost a lot of weight. But then I felt too big for, like, my apartment. Like, I I started Mm. to physically feel myself outgrow things. And then Mm. that's when I was like, okay, like, I have to do something. So I'm really a firm believer on that. A lot of things won't change until you start to hate it. And I hate that, like, it takes that that negative energy to fuel it but you really just have to do the best that you can and try to get the best outcome out of it with those emotions yeah for sure I mean I can't even imagine like how you were feeling that you literally like left with like the the little amount I can't remember how much you had in your pocket but I remember you telling me like it was so little and you just like went because you just couldn't stand being where you were at like I can't even imagine what that feels like because I feel like I have a lot of privilege here where I am but like for you to just like get up and like leave that takes a lot of courage and I admire that I think people always say it takes courage and I'm just like it was a point like I feel like you're in a rock and a hard place I'm like you know like what do I have to lose like at this Mm -hmm. point like I I think a lot of people when we start at the bottom that's what I had to like you know truly like put into my head that it's not really like starting with nothing it's like I'm starting with nothing but it's not that I am nothing I think of as a clean slate like for us for someone who has like just like a lot to risk like oh like their parents say like I put x y and z money behind her. or they can even say they put themselves they put like a lot of money behind her this that, and the third I'm just like wow like I you know if I come here and make ten dollars and lose a hundred that's still more than like I came with you know what I mean so what has been what was the biggest obstacle you had to face starting the whole incorporated because you guys did go official um they go official you guys turned into a non-profit yeah. you guys are registered and all that so like what was your biggest obstacle with that Honestly, like, 
just to be completely honest, it was surprisingly really easy. There's this company called Resilia that helps you register your nonprofit or like go through the LLC process and stuff like that. And they answer like all your questions about that sort of thing. So once I once I got the money together to do that, I mean, it was pretty easy. It was just a waiting game and like fill in information. And yeah, so that that part was fairly easy, I will say. But the hardest part, which is something that I think about often, like whenever I'm doing, like whenever I'm doing any big projects or anything like that is like internally, because I, I know a lot of people struggle with this, but like imposter syndrome is something that I deal with a lot. And like, who am I? Who am I to be doing this? You know, there are so many other organizations that are in the arts as well that do something similar to what I'm trying to do. And I'm working on and I think I have like a mental struggle a lot of the times with like how can I how can I ask people for money like how can how can I ask someone to give me money to support my dreams you know like even if the goal of the organization is to help other women sometimes I'm like who would support me out of all people like there's so many other bigger possibly even better organizations that are doing something similar who would support me so I think a lot of times it's internal and it's something that I still deal with and I think that it's just like you know that voice in your head yeah like you can't do that shit like who do you think you are I know that voice like yeah even you know I even deal with that with photography now like I'm like I've been shooting for years and I would still go into a photo shoot and be like you really think you're the photographer like you really think that you know all the shit like you're you you have so much to learn and you barely know anything you know what I mean so I think just like overcoming that and I would love to know like how you deal with that voice too because this is something that is like continuously a struggle for me sometimes day in and day out you know like hearing that voice but not listening to it and trying to like overcome that that self-doubt you know that's actually pretty crazy because um when you guys asked me to host the podcast mm-hmm. I was just like wow like me like out of all people yes and you, <laughs> I you know what I said I said you know what TA makes a lot of she makes a lot of decisions I trust her decision making skills I said she believes I can do it I'm mm-hmm. gonna trust her instinct on this one yeah and yeah I was honestly I had a conversation with my therapist and I was telling her I was like mm-hmm. it's very hard to just to learn how to be nice to yourself and just right. how to, you know, when you're raised in a society that every step of the way, especially, you know, both of us being darker women, right? every step of the way they're telling us, you can't do that, you're wrong, you're this, that, and the third. It takes a lot of just relearning. And it's just like a lot of, I've right. started asking myself, like, why? Like, why can't you do it? Right. And if you don't have, like, if I don't have a legitimate reason, I'm like, okay, like, there goes your answer. Like, you know, you can. So it's just a lot of why, like, why not you? Like, who said, like, someone else deserves better? And even still, like, I'll still have those doubts, like, mm. that other person deserves it better. And I'm just like, you know what, they might. But if they didn't get it, I, I'm mm. sorry, you know? Because I think a lot of things come to me, like, I say, like, they're blessings from the universe, they're blessings from God. And I'm just like, if this, the almighty being, no matter, like, who it is or what's out there, if they mm-hmm. believe that I deserve this, who am I to say that I don't? Right. So kind of just trusting. I think I trust like a lot of other people's intuitions. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trusting you to make this good decision. And if you think like <sighs> I'm a good fit, then I'll do it. But that also kind of stops me from putting myself out there and then like waiting for people to pick me. So right. I'm still like, um, I'm still learning. So I, maybe we can learn together when I come up with a couple more yeah. tips. I'll text them to you and <laughs> vice versa. 
Yeah. Well, one thing that I noticed that's ha- that happens is like I listen to people who I trust who tell me about myself. So like, and sometimes you got to ask like, yo, what do you think that my best attributes are? You know, like, what do you think? I know like sometimes it, it might seem counterintuitive, like, oh, you're not supposed to care about what other people think. Yeah, but, like, I'm telling you, when you ask people that you trust, like even mentors or just like business partners or whatever, and you could just ask them, like, what are your strengths? I feel like I've been listening to the people that I trust when they when they like mirror who I am and then it helps me play to my strengths more if that makes sense That's like a good that one. helps me yeah that helps me get over some of the self doubt like like yo i'm telling you during the art shows right it would be people walking in the door and i'll be like i don't know if this is going to go well like i don't i don't know like what's going to happen there's so many things that you know cuz when you're i guess when you're doing an, a project or an event there's like a lot of the behind the scenes things that like attendees don't see but like there would be like problems I need to solve and I I would get so in my head like I don't know if this is going well and then I would literally have my boyfriend be like TA look at me look look around you like look at what you've done look at all the work that you've done up to today like so having people around you that helps you to see you I think that's really important and just like being your best self you know, because I really do need a pep talk. Yeah, that is really beautiful. Yeah, I really need that shit. So, and that, you know, that that actually um kind of makes me think like I do want to do an episode about like our love languages. Like, and what do we actually need? And like, what are the love languages? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm, that's also something that goes into play, like with your confidence is like realizing and learning what you actually need and how to vocalize that right. or how to teach someone mm-hmm. the signs like when you need it because sometimes like you can't vocalize it but if this is like a pattern you have to be like hey I need mm-hmm. x y and z when I'm like this right and also just to speak on that I think like it is really hard to ask for what you need because maybe you don't know or maybe like you're always the person that's giving other people what they need so like you forget how to figure out what you need so like for sure i would love to hear that episode or be on that episode too because that's a really interesting discussion just like in across all relationships really yeah especially the one with yourself because like you can't even like i realize like if i don't know what i need how can i ever expect someone else to know what i need exactly exactly wait i'm gonna wait for train to pass and i'll ask um have one more question for you okay wait where are you because the train is passing my house too i live in queens Oh, oh! You moved. Oh yeah, I moved like back in April. Yeah, I live in Queens. Okay. Um, I'm ready to come back to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> come back, girl. It was come cute. Back. Queens is cute, but Brooklyn is. I'm ready to come back. Are Are you in the quiet part? I know you hear that train. <laughs> I'm like right on Jamaica <laughs> Ave. Oh, that's the busiest. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but I wanted to be close to a train, so it was kind of this or like be buses away from a train. Oh no! So yeah, no, no. I was like, because the right. buses don't like to run. They in don't. The middle of the night. They don't like to run in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Are there buses here? And like, what are buses? it's like I love them because they're one, they're free, and like you don't have to go up all those steps. I'm just like, I wish you guys mm-hmm. would be a little bit more reliable, like because those steps be killing me. <laughs> but if, can you um go ahead and like talk to us about the growth of Reroom Freely from the beginning to now? You know, it's kind of like. I'm pretty sure that is like your child at this point. 
Yeah. So just talk to us. Like, how old do you think your child is right now? Like, <laughs> well, she's a little over a year. <laughs> when I first first started, we weren't freely. Really, it was just going to be an Instagram account where I would like repost other people and like show them love and provide a platform, which is something that we still do strongly. But I also have a love of events and event planning and logistics and business and business operations. So I I wanted to use maybe a little bit selfishly, I wanted to use We Own Freely as a as a way for me to kind of like do all the things that I've wanted to do, but also fill that whole of what does the community need, like what's missing. So yeah, so it started off as a as an Instagram platform at first. Then we had our first show. Then at the first show, people were like, "When's the next one?" And I was like, "Next one." <laughs> and then I think we did. I think we did another one. I think the first one was in August. Yo, the first one I'm pretty sure was the same weekend as Afropunk, which like in the events world is something that you don't do, especially if it's like the same target audience. But we were successful and people were asking for another one. And I think we did another one either two or three months later. And that was also a blast, too. And I realized that, you know, it's not just, well, our artists were mainly emerging artists or like beginner artists. And like I said earlier, there's a lot of things that is needed in order to get your work in a gallery. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done when you're like building your portfolio and things like that. So I'm kind of just like listening, really, like listening to artists and seeing what is needed and then trying to scrape up people or resources that can provide that to other artists. I don't know if that answered your question in like terms of growth, but it was it was natural in the sense that I was listening to people and seeing what they wanted and what they needed. And just like hearing the response of, oh, this went really well. Or maybe next time you could even do this. And just like, yeah, like a, like a organic growth. And then I think it was just after a year of like starting We Want Fruity that I was like, yo, I want this to be a real thing. And I started to go through the process of registering it. And yeah, and we are well on our way to creating like a stronger digital presence and providing more resources and working with other companies that also want to do the same thing. I am 100% surprised at the fact that this has only been a year and change. Really? Yeah. I feel I, like we should have done so much more. I feel like, wow, I'm blown away. Like, I could have thought you would put like a two, three, like, you know, like, just mm. like, you know, like I'm on your page a lot and like I'm looking at the platform and I've always like loved what you did. And like, since the day like I met you, like, like I've always like looked up to you in a way, you know, like mm. not in a, I hate like the superficial way, but just in a way I'm like, wow, like this person knows what they're doing. And if they don't know, like, I know they're going to find a way, like that kind of, like just an empowerment type of way. Oh, and it's just, I just want to say, Sorry, I just want to give a quick shout out to our interns because it used to be me on the Instagram, but now it's Alexa. And we have Diamond on the on the Facebook and Twitter. And we have Rachel on the newsletter. And we have Maya on the content creation. That's the artist spotlights that you see. So thank you guys so much. You've been a huge help. But yeah, we've also grown in people. Yeah, see. That. <laughs> you have to talk about it. We have a team of four interns and we have three directors, including myself, Tajiri, 
Shout out to you, girl. She showcased in the first show. Kaylin showcased in the second show. Yeah, second show. And they're all my friends, which like means a lot to me. And they're all people that I also admire. So yeah, I just wanted to give a quick team shout out. Oh, that is, Love you guys. That is, you went from a one-man show to mm-hmm. having a whole team in a year. Yeah. Give yourself a round of applause. That is that is beautiful. That is dedication. But also not not just me. Because I feel like when people like when people see the mission, they're drawn to it because it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm just like the organizer of everything. Like it's beyond me, you know? The, the thing is, if someone didn't see that mission, they wouldn't some people wouldn't even realize that that's what they needed or that's what was missing. Right. Yeah. So for sure. That is beautiful. I love to hear it. We love to see it. <laughs> um it's the growth for me. <laughs> it is. It is. I wow. I really thought it was yeah. a couple years in. That's wow. Yeah, just over a year. Everyone that I've been speaking to on, you know, for the podcast have mm-hmm. just kind of been blowing me away with like with their like the little minute details that they kind of like leave out and just like, you know, throw to the side. I'm like, yeah. wow, like you did that in X, Y, and like this is how that came about. Like it's also, it's just also wonderful just seeing how people's like brains work. Like yours went from hmm, just an Instagram to actually, you know, right. uh, I'm be throwing events. Like next, you might have something as big as Alpha Point <laughs> by the time like you know we roam freely from, takes off from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I do want to thank you for taking the time out. If you want to go ahead and let the people know like how they can connect you. Yeah. So you can follow We Roam Freely on Instagram at We Roam Freely. You could follow me on Instagram at Call Me Rome. That's R-O-A-M. And you can also call me Rome. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. Thank you so much, Saika. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for calling me back. I mean, like, you know, coming on, even though it's like, I believe yeah. it's your show. Girl, I feel like it's our show. I'm like, okay, nah, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm just the voice. Like, that's it, guys. Like, that's like all the hard stuff is like being taken <laughs> care of. No, but I will say, like, the reason why I I really wanted you to be the host is because, like, and the other interns have said this too. Like, when they're watching the the open mics, like, you really dig deep into people's stories, and it's like you could tell that like you genuinely care and you want to connect, and like I feel like that's definitely one of your strengths like just to put it out there thank you like storytelling Mm -hmm. storytelling and just interpersonal skills for sure and you you know it's crazy because like my whole life I've always been told like I was nosy and I'm like you know I kind of am like if you tell me a story I'm like oh like what restaurant they like did they eat at and they're like why does that matter I'm like no like the story like it's like these little details like just makes it make sense in my head like I feel like it's the only way yeah and look at you now well i'm excited to see the season and how it comes to play yeah me too i can't wait i'll definitely be in touch thank you again ta all right thank you Bye. bye up next we'll be talking to director and secretary kaylin So my name is Kaylin Monet Brown. I also go by K Monet. A funny little story that is a name that my mom gave me if I ever opened up a store, because at one point I used to do like uh, fashion design back in high school. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's just her story about my name. 
And I am the director and secretary at We Run Freely. I met Tia, the founder, at uh, one of the previous art shows that I was in, and she had came to one of my art shows that I had hosted as well. Um, I was one of the artists and the director of that. I guess that's how it all tied in together. She saw what I can do and also, I guess, my artistic skills. And asked me to be a part of the team and I was really gonna hold about it because I love what Reroam Freely stands for and the fact that it is meant to uplift women of color who are artists who are artists and that there's not many of us out there and we need this. This is definitely something that I think is gonna make an impact in the world and I'm just very excited and happy to be a part of it. You don't mind me asking like what kind of art do you do? Are you like mixed media? A lot of like, videos because I've just obligated to put yourself in a box. I just kind of want to get like a better gist of like what your art looks like. Right. No, I mean, so when it comes to like medium on that side of it, like I don't have any limitations. I go with anything that I get my hands on and I play around with it, test it out, try it. But like my artwork is revolved around like nature, astrology, astronomy, and also about the whole idea of like, like, self-growth and perseverance because the way I look at life is not everything is sunshine and butterflies of course but at the same time you can't focus on the negativity all the time and also whatever situation you may be going through someone else may be going through something similar and uh, how was it like coming into like your creative voice the beginning I did like a lot of pieces that revolved around color theory so it was just always so interesting to see like people's reactions to emotional reactions to the colors and memories that it brought them back to and a lot of times it was a positive memory which is which I'm like ecstatic about whenever I hear that amen 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 so um you said you're the director so what does that kind of like entail like like give me like a day-to-day or a week-to-week month-by-month however you think (laughs) really as one of the directors it's just kind of working with the other girls on the team and figuring out what we can do in order to put more resources out for the audience that we have. What can we bring to the table for them? Like aside from resources, like opportunities, whether it be financial or either getting out in person and doing something. And and also to events and, and our shows, like the one that, they, that I had actually met them at. <laughs> Yeah, that's for, like the director side of it. For the secretary, it's a little bit more of like, you know, the typical <laughs> the typical desk job kind of thing. But I, I just absolutely love that we're like starting out and we're kind of like coming together and we're like open with the ideas and we're bouncing ideas off of one another all the time. And just always, it's always just like a mosh posh of creation but in a good way I know, yeah i was just talking with tj about that i was like i feel like because we're talking about dance like north carolina and new york city and she was like she thinks the city life is very overwhelming with creativity i'm like for me i love for someone to start the job and i finish it because i always have like the hardest time starting the job you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i do love like especially like, women that you can be yourself around and women who are you know it's very important to be around people who are of your skin color right and everyone's so supportive nothing but love with ta i had met her randomly i was out with this guy and we're at the museum and we went to like this little park and he was like i think i know her she's a photographer go talk to her so you know what i mean i'm like hey someone just you know tell me you're a photographer 
and she was very welcoming because like a lot of people like when I look at them or when I talk to them especially like in public spaces they look at me like I'm weird and I'm like I understand like this is New York so I'm gonna just keep talking until you think I'm not weird and we just gonna go from there but she was very open she was very welcoming and then she was like hey I need a bartender for the actually the same event that you were at that you were showcasing at and I was like I, it was such a blessing because like, like I was going through like a really hard financial time at that time and it was just like one a way to be surrounded and uplifted. And I was also making money. And I was like, wow, like, can she have one of this every day? But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's like one of the the perks of like we run freely is just like we're always looking for ways to help out, you know. And whenever we have a meeting, that's like one of the big topics that we talk about is like, how do we help out the people that are and I email list? How do we get them involved? How do we put their like face in front of everyone? And I mean, yeah, it's going good so far. Unfortunately, due to like COVID, a lot of our plans are kind of like, should we do it? Should we not do it? But we're, we're making our way. <laughs> I really, I was upset I couldn't make it to the paintings if you guys hosted that on last weekend. I was, I was, I was yeah. trying to do the thing where I don't cancel on people. I'm like, you know, give them your word that you're going to do it. Just do it. Because I'm always like, I'd rather be doing something else. But I was like, you know, like I told this person, like, I'll help them out. So I'm going to do it. And I was so upset. I'm like, wow, the one day. Because it's usually Sundays. Like, I don't do anything on a Sunday. Sundays, to me, are the day of rest. And I was like, the one yeah. time I make plans on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good turnout. Unfortunately, I wasn't there in person. But TA was. So... Like she knows all the details and whatnot for it, but <laughs> I heard it was a great turnout and everyone enjoyed themselves. And so, can you um give me like a little detail? You said that you make your art is really galaxy or astrology. Like astrology. Astrology. Yeah, like galaxy. Sure. Yeah, I was like galaxy. I feel like it just it limit it puts a limit on it. You know, how did a little you bit. find like your creative voice through that? Like, how did you figure out? Because some people like they're really well at painting. Um, people were like realistic art and then some people are more creative and they give you like this fantasy land how did you find like your medium because you said like your goal was to show like what you're going through and allow other people to feel that and relate to that so how were you able to find that meeting because I think like right now like I am trying really hard to find a way like I like I know who, I don't know who I am I know who I want to be I know that yeah. I take to better myself but I'm still like in this very awkward phase and I used to think like well if I'm not my complete self I shouldn't you know show myself well that right there is I think it's not true I mean like everyone is to their own opinion everyone grows differently but I feel like I was in a similar place to that at one point as well where I was just like I wasn't being me like who am I like this whole like soul searching kind of moments and just like I needed to like be with just me myself and I and this meant even like going out and taking myself out to a restaurant and like what makes me feel comfortable what do I do when I'm there and like being comfortable with just myself but like connecting that a little bit to my artwork because it does have a little bit it has a a lot to do with like my journey in life a little bit of opening up kind of situation here I do go depression and anxiety and those things do hit me every once in a while and then sometimes they hit really hard but throughout my whole entire life just being creative has been like an outlet for me like that's another aspect of what my artwork is about too and then the whole thing about the astrology and the astronomy and nature is just like the connection that I always have had to to nature because I grew up kind of like in the suburbs and then on top of that I've always been a night person so I've like 
I always be like that person that's like, oh, look at the moon. It's so big. It's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I love the night. I can definitely yeah. can understand like with going through like the depressive episodes and like episodes of anxiety. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, bipolar 2. So it's mm-hmm. been a lot of, and this was recently, it's been a lot of, wow, that makes sense. Like once I started researching it on my own, I said, wow, like this, like, yeah. it makes sense that why I am the way I am, but it's still not an excuse. And not saying like anyone is like using like their mental illness as an excuse, but it came to a point where I was like, I'm going to have to live with this in a way that works right. for me, even in my depressive episodes. And I, I think my depressive mm-hmm. episodes can be very, I never come out. I never come, I never not come out of a depressive episode without a new realization of something that I can change or who I am or how strong I am, you know? Exactly. So it's yeah. just like ha- learning to, like you said, use this to my ability. Like I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to really force myself these next few, like, or whenever the depressive episodes do come, I'm going to force myself to write about it. Cause like, it's no way that this pain can just sit in like my heart and live rent free at this point. Like, <laughs> And not even really yeah. like when I'm getting money, but it's like there are people who can connect or there are people who I can help. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here not feeling sorry for myself, but like feeling sorry for myself. And it takes like a lot of courage and a lot of determination and a lot of practice and patience to be able to create. And when you're in moments like that, because those are when you're the most vulnerable. And those are, I think, to me, the size of people that need to be shown the most, you know? Especially like on social media, yeah. like we have like this whole, oh, like my life is perfect. And I'm just like, every time like I go, I'm going through something, I'm like tweeting about it. My friends like, what are you going through? I'm like, you know, like, this isn't me asking for help. This is me like sharing like what I'm going through. So some other right. random person right. that, you know, just came across my page at 2 a.m. was like, you know what? I felt that. Like, I'm not alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those are the moments of like. I don't I don't believe in like validation and stuff like that. I think like, okay, you know, you are your self-worth. But those moments kind of give you like that strength or that direction and saying like okay like what I'm putting out here what I'm doing is right like it's actually helping people you know and I've always been a person who wanted to help like I was when I was a little kid I was like oh I'm gonna be a doctor yeah it's our human duty it's our, it's so our human like, duty to help yeah yeah I mean you're, you're right you're right it is, and I hate when people are like, oh, like, it's no one's, yes, it's all of our jobs, you're right, it's no one's person's job, it's all of our jobs, like, it always baffles mm-hmm. me, like, when I see people, like, just, like, in need of help, like, especially, like, women who are carrying their strollers on the train, like, up and down the mm-hmm. steps, and I'm like, I, I don't care, like, what I'm doing or what I'm late for, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to help this woman carrying this train, like, carry her child up the stairs, I'm like, how are all these people passing you, and no one, you know, like, you're right, it's no one's job, but it takes a village to raise a family, you know? yeah it's just yeah, like things as simple as that like if you cannot help in something so simple how could I ever feel like you would help me in big things or just help the community in like these drastic changes that we go through yeah like kindness goes a long it's, way it really does I've got my whole life and, and nice people. I don't care what nobody says yeah <laughs> I mean like even so like even people who are like really nasty or whatever I'm like not to make any excuses for anyone. There's no need to be nasty to anyone, but show them. I still show them kindness because I'm just like maybe they're having a bad day. And maybe, like you know how like people just need a yeah. hug. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like you know it could be one of those situations, and I'm like I'm not gonna take it personally because I don't know them. And I've, I've been trying and, to know? find that balance of not taking it personally and taking it personally as a black woman, because mm-hmm. especially like there are some things that as a black I'm seeing like a recurring pattern. I'm like okay, well. I'm trying not to take it personally because I know the system has failed us all. 
However, you not yeah. acknowledging the fact that this is going on and that this is a problem, that's where I'm going like, that's where I had to learn to draw the line at. Like, mm-hmm. I try really hard not to blame people for, like, anything. Because I'm like, you know what? You're probably being mean because someone was mean to you growing up because someone was mean to them growing up. However, yeah. we realized that, and now it's our time to take the accountability to how can I, you know, not be this way. Yeah, but, I mean, that's on each and every person, you know? That's why I say, like, kindness goes a long way because I'm like... It does. And sometimes, like, you really just have to exactly. be nice to a person. And I'm like, or be like, why are you being so rude to me? And it's yeah. like, sometimes, like, sometimes people don't know. But it's also, like, I've been trying to really find the line of, okay, well, you don't know, and I'm trying to tell you, and you're ignoring what I'm saying, so now I have to be nasty. You know what I mean? Especially if I yeah. like, no, people I'm... don't listen until we start yelling. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm like, well, I gotta go through all that. Like, I was just telling you nicely. Like, I was just, like, trying to go about my day, just have a little conversation, you know? But yeah. Sometimes you do gotta get assertive. You do, you really but... but that's a really beautiful thing that you're able to not only, like, recognize, like, your episodes, but still want to help people in that that moment. Yeah, I mean, I would not wish it on anybody, not even my worst enemy, you know, because it's just, it's tough to go through it, you know. But, and then also on top of that, with everything that's going on, if you go, if you're someone too who's going through like depression and anxiety, it's 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 overwhelming. And with social media and you know, putting yourself out there sometimes, you don't know what reaction you're gonna get. You might get negativity, which can can be like a you know a trigger for you. But it's just like. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of soul searching. I have to say, before you get to like that level of like that <laughs> midpoint between you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, it, yeah, you can't. Just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was thinking too. And then TJ started because I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna go overboard, but I'm not gonna censor myself. <laughs> like, okay. You know, great. You have to find that point where you don't give a fuck, and that's that. But yeah, yeah. Like I was telling like, TJ, I was like, I really, I had to like turn my comments off of everything. Like, you can't comment on my photos, you can't swipe up on my story. And it was the point of like, I wanted to be able to put things in the world and not get your opinion on it because I didn't, I didn't want. Yeah. It's like it will be times where I'll ask, or if I want your opinion, I'll ask. Or I feel like there will be times like where I will um, not seek validation, but want to hear what other people think about think about me or like the artwork that I'm putting out. But as for like right now, this given moment, yeah. I don't have to listen and I won't listen. It's like, yeah, whenever you're ready, because yeah. I like you gotta build. I mean, not to say that you gotta build your wall to keep people out, but you gotta build your wall to protect yourself from those people who are gonna be negative. Yeah. Because you don't need yeah, that. Don't. You don't need that in your life, especially if you know you're doing your thing. Well, you <laughs> and know, you're it's not even the negativity. It's more so everyone's not going to agree with what I do, or you know, I'm not always going to be right. Or how my intentions will—I always like if I have good intentions, but they might have been misconstrued in how I was presenting it. Or you know, like I'm not saying like because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, and I will still need the help of other people to see my own flaws but it's to the point where if you're not going to help me you're just going to like oh like that's ugly okay it's ugly but what can I do better that's where I get I'm right. like, okay, like this is where I'm irritated because you didn't help me you just you know condescended me like I don't you just try to bring me down like I don't like that like you have to you have to build people up if you're going to say something and that's how I feel about it. like I'm not going to be like oh like you know that shirt and the pants don't go together and so I say you know I think you should have wore your purple pants that I know you have with that shirt or you know you should have used this color instead like to go for the impact you know right yeah feedback right. versus validation that is it feedback versus mm-hmm. validation exactly like not to say anyone like you need validation um oh my god I lost my train of thought too thank <laughs> <laughs> you um I, was like, I didn't even know where I was going to go with it. Can you say the last thing you said? Feedback versus validation. I think we do need to be validated. Like, we do need to know that 
our feelings are valid, that our existence is valid because a lot of people do invalidate our feelings. But that's what like social media is good for that. Cause sometimes my roommate is saying like, it starts from like the inside of you. But I think sometimes like you do need someone else. To, Cause it's been like a lot of times in my life where people like gaslight my experiences and I have to go talk to like someone. I'm like, they're like, no, like you were valid. Like you were right. Like not even you were right, but you were valid, you know? And we do. Right. Yeah. Oh, like that, like that moment uh, where you're just like, you need affirmation. I think that's what the word, word is. Affirmation. You need affirmation. Yeah. Like another podcast, validation versus feedback versus affirmation. That's a nice one. And I'm sure that would touch a lot of people's hearts. Right I'm, there. Gonna, in my, I'm texting them right there. I'm texting that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. I don't want to keep you too long, but thank you so much for just like, you know, giving us a glimpse of who you are, giving us a glimpse of your work and just being vulnerable and open. Like, I really hope that I can create that safe space for other people as they come on. You yeah. know, just so we can be raw with each other. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, opening up, you never know who you reach. Amen. So, I mean, I encourage it all the best. But at the same time, I'm like, protect yourself first because you are the one that matters the most at the end of the day. And it's your life. So, yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time out your day. Um, again, this is Kaylin, the director, and, um, the director and secretary for We Roam Freely, Inc., Kaylin did mention it is a platform to give women of color a chance to showcase their talents, help them find opportunities and help them network all while giving them a safe space to be who they are. Yeah, so, glad to be here. Thanks so for having Kaylin. me. I can't wait to hear from you soon. I can't wait to work with you now that I am like, you know, kind of on the team as well. So, yeah, I definitely. Anytime. I, if you need anybody, just call me up. I got you. Thank you so much. If you want to go ahead and like tag your Instagram in so people can follow you and see your artwork. Uh, sure. Uh, Instagram is K-M-O-N-E-T-18. That's K-M-O-N-E-T-18. So. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye. Be safe. Go to the podcast. You too. Last but not least, we have art curator, podcast manager, and director, Tajiri. All right, so if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know what you do for We Roam Freely. Okay. My name is Tajiri. I am a director for We Run Freely, podcast manager for Need to Know. I'm also a freeform artist on the side. I upload cool things like bags and denim jackets and I make jewelry. There we go. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's pretty much me. What is your position for We Run Freely entail? So in the beginning, it was very much so like art curation, making sure all of the like the shows are going well. And then when I got bumped into like director role, honestly, it comes with a lot of decision making and idea generation on how to expand and how to pretty much communicate with our audience now with everything being so digital. So before it was just like, you know, we could have this event here and this event there. And now it's like, okay, so what kind of segmented content are we going to make? And yeah, that that's 
been it right now. I'm still event planning and everything. We do have a couple of things up our sleeve. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the most part. And how, if you don't mind me asking, how did you get invited to the Reroom Feely team? Can you tell us like a little bit about that? Yes. So I actually, I was a showcasing artist of the first show, like the first ever Reroom Freely show. And then from there, TA and I, we just built a great relationship. I think I found out about We Roam from a project that TA was doing where she was collecting, like, basically artists' journeys. And then she would interview them. And, you know, we just kept talking after my interview. And then I, you know, I did the showcase. And then after that, we just kept building. And I ended up, she she ended up, I don't know, honestly, to this day, I really don't know how I ended up being an art curator. I think it was just... Like, I can help you out. And, you know, I pretty much am a curator of things down in Greensboro. And, yeah, it just kind of, like, you know, <laughs> shot it from there. That's crazy because you, you're right. You guys, I can tell, like, from the art show that I was bartending at, that you guys had a great relationship. And I honestly just thought you guys were best friends. Oh, like, my from God, the beginning. <laughs> my heart. Because we have this running joke that, like, me and T.A. literally share the same brain. Like, <laughs> literally share the same brain so that's cute <laughs> it does, like remind me like the like, little soulmates you know like the friend kind pretty so no cute. pretty much and I never experienced such an instantaneous connection like that at least with somebody who I didn't go to school with like there's only one other person I had that experience with and and then with TA it was just like it kind of snuck up on me at least the other girl it was like you know in my face but now it's like after talking to her more and like being with you know, we run freely. I'm just like, whoa, where have you been? Like, what's up? I love that for you guys. I love it. <laughs> what's your part about working for We Run Freely? Or does it even feel like work? Does it kind of just feel like something you do? I was just about to say, like, as far as working, it does not feel like that. Literally, the director board meetings with me, Kaylin, and TA, like, we are definitely running through the the agenda, but it's nothing but jokes and, like, satire and just conversation in between everything. And that's one thing I will say that I love about We Roam. Like, I've been in other organizational roles and even founded a couple of things, you know, back in the day. But with the chemistry that Kaylin, TA, and myself, like, the kind of chemistry we have, it's, I have... I have yet to experience such smooth operations. Yeah, two great, amazing, insightful, creative, innovative. Oh my gosh. They're just boss women and I love it. Uh, I love that. I was speaking to Tia and Kaylin. You guys kind of like have like the similar response. Like, oh, it doesn't really feel like work. It just kind of feels like we're doing like our part in the world. Pretty much. It feels just, I think... Yeah, the the word is alignment. That's what TA and I always said when we would like look out and be like, oh my God, like people actually showed up to this event. Like this is the one in October we had. And we were just like, oh my gosh, this is alignment. And it's real. Like with Kaylin coming in this year, at first I was like, I wonder how this is going to go. But honestly, Kaylin is, she fits right in. Like I don't notice a skip a beat. If anything, she adds so much because where TA and I, it would literally just be us kikiing on the phone for like a couple hours and like those would be our meetings and us getting things done. With Kaylin, it's like an extra form of reinforcement and accountability. And I just, I love the way that we've all grown and like stepped up a bit more with us being three now because it just feels like we're, you know, a unit moving. And then with our interns, like 
yeah great things anyway (laughs) (laughs) i just love this but continue so you were saying that outside of we roam freely that you do paint you upcycle denim you make jewelry Mm -hmm. can you give us a little tell us a little bit about that and what okay yeah so where do i begin without like starting from the absolute beginning (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I ended up here with these physical items because I stepped outside of my comfort zone. I'm moving into a place where I want people to wear my art. I want people to just somehow fit it into their everyday outfits or or see them as staple pieces. And I, I mean, it's nice to have my art hanging up in people's rooms, but the amount of effort and work it does take to pull out a 24 by 36 inch canvas, like, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> and then the amount of money that I do believe should be valued, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel comfortable asking my community to shell out hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars for these canvases. It, it just doesn't I mean, I don't know. I, I just at some point it was enticing. But then I realized like real value is how people feel when, you know, when they look at your stuff. And also like, what's the word? It's kind of like replay value, but for clothes, like being able to wear that shit over and over again, yeah. like piece you're not going to give up. So I want that. I get what you're saying, especially in a time where you're, where we're like, we, we have to pay black women their worth and there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And you also kind of like, even for me, like when I'm like looking for art and things like that, I get kind of not in, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, like I would love to support you. However, I'm breaking the bank, sweetie. Yeah, like, Um, nobody can hit them up. I'm like, okay, like, I can't even afford that right now. Like, it's just going to have to look real good on my Instagram feed at this point. You you feel me? So, so I, I, once again, like, it'd be nice, but also, I just, I'm reading the room. Like, people are, I'm not going to say they're hard shot for cash, because Black businesses have definitely sprung up during the pandemic, but there is a note of, you know, we are prioritizing our physiological needs first before your little canvas. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, at least if you get to wear my canvas, there's some kind of priority. I feel that, too, because even, like, with, like, small, like, little fashion brands, they always like have this excuse like oh if you can pay like x y and z for like a major designer brand then you could pay for that i'm just like actually i don't pay that for that either so i'm exactly. kind of just like stuck in the middle here facts like i'm not shelling out like i myself like i'm a thrift store junkie you feel me like i don't i'm not a name brand type of person i don't you know i'm just not into that that hype I, even down to my shoes like i'm just very basic and if I'm not willing to spend hundreds of dollars on, you know, items, I'm, I'm literally not going to do that for others. Like that to me just sounds like a scam. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Would, Especially when it never, doesn't cost that much to make. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they really be taking Hanes t-shirts from motherfucking Walmart and then screen printing on them and charging like $60 to maybe 150. Like y'all doing too much. If it doesn't look like it's something that's durable, I'm not even going to that. Let me stop roasting creatives. Let me stop. <laughs> but no, I definitely I, I back you up 100 percent on that one. Yeah. So I, I love creatives, but yeah, you just need to read the room. That's all. Ever since joining We Room Freely, how has it helped you in like your personal life and like your personal artwork? Let's see. My personal life, I'm definitely carrying myself a different way. I know that after I curated the first show, well, the second show with my first show. 
I was like, oh, shit, like, I can do this, you know? I mean, I could do it before, and I've done it before. But it was just different because this was now, just don't laugh at me, but it was in New York City, and I was a baby artist at the time, even though that was only a couple months ago. And I was just like, yo, like, I really threw a show out in New York City. Um, I'm from a little suburb out in Norristown, like... (laughs) Went to school like 300 miles away, plus 500. 500. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, thank you. 300 from my old home, but 500 from New York. And I was just like, yo, like, I don't even know how I ended up here, but here I am curating this moment, a part of this moment. And it it was just so gratifying that I was like, you know what, we're gonna keep going. And um, that level of confidence definitely emanated out into my my personal relationship, you know, with self and then also with others. And then you said this, you said in personal life and in something else. And like your, in your art, how has it like? Okay. So with my art, it actually, being a part of We Run Freely exposed me to a lot of different art forms and just delving deeper into the arts world and seeing who's out here. And I was inspired a lot and I was just coming across so many different creatives who like they would they would be one thing or they say they they were one thing but like they would do other things and I sensed like there was this weird unspoken rule that you can only be like one thing in the art world and I just didn't like that so you know after being exposed to so much I'm like yo I've literally done all of this I'm moving towards this I can't just call myself one thing because even in introducing myself to other people when it came to just you know regular conversation I'd be like I'm I do this and I do no 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 I'm just a freeform artist now and like the whole concept of we roam is really really that shit really sunk into my subconscious mind so when I decided to approach my artwork, I'm like, yo, I'm free as hell. Every Any canvas that I approach, be it a podcast or a recipe book <laughs> or a canvas or soundtrack that I'm trying to help somebody create, like, I'm an artist and I'm freeform. It's, it's no form to this. It's a method, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. I like that. There's no form, but there is a method. Mm-hmm. I like that quote. <laughs> it's quotable. Hello. When I went to the event, was that your second event that you, the one back in October? Yeah, so that was my first time being a curator, but it was my second We Roam Freely event, like attending it. So like it was my first go around being a curator. Yeah, for me, that was one of my first times in an environment like that. Like I've never been to like an art gallery, like I've been to museums, Mm -hmm. but that was really my first time being exposed to the creative world, Mm -hmm. the art world, as they say. Mm. And it was just so, like, I've never seen so many people of my skin color Yes, in an area like that. And that's what I love. Yeah, I love that about We Roam. That was the thing that caught me. It was for women of color. So I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm not going to be in these stale-ass galleries where you can't even... We were loud as hell. Like we were loud as hell in that in that gallery space. Shout out to DJ Bombocito. Like you are amazing, DJ Lara. Like yes. And then yeah, sorry. The the concept of it just being woman of color. Like absolutely. I kind of got a little sidetracked because I was just thinking about that event and just also like looking around the room and being like, this shit is dope as hell. Like this is fun. Sayako, pour me another drink, please. Like. (laughs) It was such a good event. (laughs) 
it was it, that's what I said, it didn't feel like work it didn't at feel all. like work at all and it was the people who came like you can definitely tell they were there to support yeah and it wasn't like anyone just coming to kind of like criticize you know like some people just come to events just to see what's going on to like poke their nose in yeah, so people came with the intentions to support and it was like it was a lot of men there too I'm there was a lot of men and they really just kind of sat to the side and they let the women did their do their thing and you don't really find that often facts shout out to jay saint and jd of in living black because they they hooked us up they interviewed me and TA and Two Black Boys with a podcast. Amazing content they put out. And I feel like maybe the men in there, you know, they, they I feel like they probably heard about us from In Living Black. But I wanted to also point that these two are, they're, they're, they're a special bunch. I'm not going to lie. Like, in a time where you hear so many people talking about, you know, Black men need to protect Black women and Black women are just feeling very much so just out here in these streets vulnerable as hell, to have, to have them be so, like, warm and welcome, like, I just thought that was dope, you know? Like, there are Black men out here who are just, like, normal-ass Black men who <laughs> treat people with respect and are mindful about what they say around women. And yeah, like that, that's a great dynamic that I feel like needs to be touched on more and highlighted in light of everything going on. Well, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Ari and JD, you a real one. <laughs> what are you looking forward to with the Rewom Freely organization? Hmm. I'm looking forward to the time when I get to look back and be like, I created or assisted in the creation of opportunities for women who look like me or who have similar backstories or who don't have similar backstories, but are marginalized and, or are, we're just looking for that first go around as like a real career artist. Because I know that I felt like that when, when I first got, you know, like the first show that I did with We Room Freely, that was my first show ever as a showcasing artist. Because I thought the gallery space was something you had to like hodgepodge and politic to be a part of. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more opportunities because right now I need all of my creatives to truly keep their dreams intact. Like, yes, the external world is currently going through a lot right now. But if you stay down and you just stay in your vortex of creation and keep pushing forward with yourself, your community, your loved ones in mind, all is going to be well for you. Like we have to remember we are creators. We do create our own reality. And I'm just looking forward to to helping others create their realities and, and make their dreams come true. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. I'm happy. I like when people not like I think we all need to take a step back and realize that we can create our own reality to a certain extent I'm, I don't ever want to like discredit anyone for you know whatever obstacles that they face that could you know lead them to one way or another but a lot of times people just think we live in a world where everything is set in stone a world that's constantly changing and they think everything is set in stone it's that's what I'm saying thing. yo every day nature is changing she's evolving in some way she is dying birds are being birthed like snakes are shedding skin 
there is something always going on in this universe just because it looks like things are cemented in the cement based reality does not mean that that's the case for you in your life like look at yourself every day it's i'm sure it's some new revelations on your side Sayaka, every single day because <laughs> i know that's the case for me um so inspiration is that one thing and our creativity is like creativity imagination all that it's the one thing that can really tap into the infinite so yeah well thank you for sharing that absolutely anytime hey this is ta bazzi founder and executive director of we won freely We do a lot of cool stuff within our community, like organize art shows, give artists grants and residencies, and produce exclusive content just for you and your ears. We wanna keep doing more, but we need your help. Five, 20, 100 bucks will help us amplify the voices of uniquely talented women and non-binary artists of color. Visit wewomfreely.com slash crowdfund now to put your money where your mouth is. Later. Thank you guys again for tuning in to the Need to Know. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and IG at WeRoomFreely for updates, information, and how to be showcased. And of course, to find out who's going to be our next guest on next week's episode, stay tuned, stay blessed, and stay safe. Much love.